What If World is supported by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon. Hi, friends. Are you looking for a storytime podcast with your littles? Something that has some great storytelling and maybe some conversation about it? Look no further. With Storytime with Philip and Mommy, my little guy Philip and I sit down every single day and read a story together. And we, of course, want you to join us. Grab your copy of the book, sit down, let's read it, and let's talk about it. We'll learn new words, we'll learn new ideas, and then we'll learn how we can use those stories in our lives. It's a lot of fun. Classics like Little Golden Books or Bernstein Bears, all the way up through the newest phenomenons like Bluey. We talk about them and we have a lot of laughs. It's a great time and we hope that you can come and join us. So please look for us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Storytime with Philip and Mommy. Thanks so much. We'll see you there. What if kittens break the clock and spilled? And what if unicorns were real? What if you could fly or travel back in time? We welcome you to What If World. What If World. This is What If World. Hey there, folks, and welcome back to What If World, the show where your questions and ideas inspire off-the-cuff stories. I'm Mr. Eric, your host, and today we have a question from Riley. Hello, my name is Riley, and I go to Weaving, and I was wondering, what if a somebody or an evil witch wove a tapestry around the sun and nobody could see? Thank you. Ooh, Riley, that is a cool question. I hope you enjoy weaving. And I'm sorry this witch is about to put her weaving powers to ill use. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the Chart Topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia Every single week, movies, music, even science and Disney, we've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. Our story starts a few years back when a young student by the name of Alabaster Zero was going to his very own weaving class. Hello there, class. My name's Patrina the Pirate. 
but you can call me Patrina the Powerful, for I'm about to show you the power of weaving. Alabaster put his hand in the air. Um, Mrs. Pirate, it seems like weaving really isn't all that powerful. Oh, well, you just haven't learned enough about it yet. Uh, I don't think I really want to learn weaving. It's old lady stuff. Old lady stuff? Just because I'm old and a woman doesn't mean that weaving isn't for everyone. Okay, sure, but how long does it take to weave something? Oh, depends on how good you are and on how big of a thing you're weaving. I could weave you a wee scarf in just an hour or so. An hour? I have to be here for an whole hour? Well, for you, it'd probably take a few days. So you could learn the basics first and... Learn the the basics? I gotta... I gotta learn and sit here and keep working? Oh, man, Petrina. It's Mrs. Pirate, please. Whatever. I think I'm done with this. The young Alabaster stood to walk out of the classroom. Alabaster, stick around, and I'll show you that persistence and learning put together can change the entire world. What? There is nothing you can make with that little loom that's going to impress me, lady. I'm out of here. And the young Alabaster walked out the door. Several years went by, and Alabaster Zero grew into a young police officer. He'd noticed during that time the sky slowly starting to get darker. Huh, that's a weird sort of mystery, but, uh, ah, not much I can do about it. I'm sure the sky will be brighter again next year. But when the next year came, the days weren't any longer or brighter. And the year after that, they were shorter and darker still. Alabaster had learned enough in school to know he shouldn't ever look directly at the sun. So he put on his coolest sunglasses, covered his eyes with his hands, and just peeked through a tiniest crack in his fingers. Is it just me, or does it look like there's thread or something covering half of the sun? That's weird. Oh well, I'm no astrologer. Nothing I can do about it. A few years later, Alabaster Zero was a full-grown police detective. He woke up one morning, ready to attack the day. All right, day. You've got nothing on me. Alabaster Zero's coming for you. Ha <laughs> ha He leapt out of bed and opened his door and... Ah! Oh! He immediately stubbed his toe on the walkway. He couldn't see a thing. Wait a second, let me check my watch. 8.30 a.m.? Where's the sun? It's summertime! He reached around blindly with his arms, trying to find something to hold on to. How am I supposed to solve a crime if I can't see? Just then he saw a flock of fairies flitting through the sky. Those fairies and the stars themselves were the only light in the whole world. Uh, hey, uh, fairies, little help? One fairy flew down from the flock. You might remember her. Her name was Fair Elise. Hello, Abacus. So nice to see you again. Fair Elise, I think somebody stole the sun.
Oh, Abacus, that's impossible. If the sun were gone, all of What If World would be gone. All right, but without any sunlight, we're not going to last long either. So who would benefit from only starlight? Well, starlight is what gives fairy wands their power. So I suppose fairies would profit from it. Are you telling me that you are the criminal? You're under arrest. Abacus, I'm trying to help you. I'm not a criminal. That's just what all the criminals say. Well, I suppose you're right. But let's try to find who really did this. I know all the fairies, and they love long sunny days as much as they do long starry nights. They would never do something that would hurt the whole world. All right. So it's something that likes the darkness and is also evil. Right. I know. It's gotta be a werewolf. Abigus, a full moon comes once a month, regardless of whether it's night or werewolf day. Werewolf it is! Let's go! Oh, dear. Feralise led Abigus deep into the wolfwood. Long, low branches scratched at him in the darkness. Uh, Feralise, are you sure there isn't some place a little less spooky we could solve this crime? My wand is extra powerful with all this starlight. You've got nothing to fear. Then why am I so scared? <laughs> Verilis, did you hear that? Of course I heard it. It was a loud howl coming from about three feet away. Look! Sitting just in front of Abacus and Verilis was a large, shaggy werewolf. Where are you guys going? We're going to find a werewolf. Where would a werewolf be? Uh, I mean, I'm looking at one, right? Where are you looking? I'm looking right at you. Oh, and where am I? You're right in front of me. Oh. Where's that? There, at least, can you... Talk some sense into this werewolf. Excuse me, werewolf. Did you, by any chance, block out the sun or steal it or something? Or Do you know someone who did? Where's the sun? Well, it was right up there, but we, we can't see it anymore. Oh. Ooh. Where did it go? That's what we're asking you, bub. You took it, didn't you? You took it and you, and you, uh, you, you replaced it with the moon. Oh, I like the moon. Where's the moon? Uh, I don't think we're getting anywhere with this guy. Listen, werewolf, can you find someone for us? Ooh, uh, I couldn't sniff out anything. Where do you want to go? We want to find where the sun went. Well, where was the sun before? It was right there. It was noon now, so Abacus pointed straight up into the sky. That's where the sun would be. Oh, then that's where we should start sniffing. The werewolf climbed to the top of the tallest, spookiest tree. Ooh, ooh, I smell, ooh, I smell, ooh, string. Yummy. No, don't eat the string, it might be our only clue. 
The wolf spat out the string and jumped out of the tree. Ooh, yank! Here's the string. I got the string. I got the string. Um, werewolf, please don't chew on the string. I think maybe you could help us sniff out where the string goes. Ooh, where it goes? That's my specialty. And the werewolf spat out the drooly string once again. Oh, it's so slimy. Uh, and black. Something this dark black is surely the tool of evil. Abacus, the werewolf's getting away. Oh, oh let's go! <laughs> Fairly sprinkled some fairy dust on Abacus, and they both flew after the wolf. Where's the string go? Oh, oh, where's it go? Oh, it goes over here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, it smells so good. Can't smell good, wolf. It's the tool of evil. Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, but it smells. Oh, I like the smell. I'm gonna go. Let's find a string. They ran out of the wolfwood and through a long grassy field. They passed by Hilda the Hill playing with her rabbits and moles. Hey there. Abacus, please find the sun for us. My grass is having a hard time growing. I'm on the case, Hilda. Lay off. Ooh. They passed Goblin Mountain, where Don't Know When's songs rang through the air. Oh, where, oh, where has our sun gone? Oh, where, oh, where could it be? Why don't you quit singing about it and start helping me? Well, I'll wish you luck at the very least. Good luck, Alabaster. Please find our son faster. Oh, and... I can't see to get me out of here. And that black string led them all the way to the shore. And a lonely pirate ship. Oh, where did the string go? Oh, the string went underwater. Um, I don't think I want to go underwater. I don't like getting wet. Well, that's all right. You've been such a big help, werewolf. I hope we see you again sometime. Or somewhere. Bye-bye. So, a pirate stole the sun. Just as evil as I thought. Alabaster, you don't know the whole story. It's getting dark and cold. And that's all I need to know. This fairy dust had worn off, so we dove into the bitter cold ocean and swam across to the ship. Fairylise lit the way through the black sky and held out her magic wand to pull Alabaster onto the ship. Alright, evil pirate, string, thief, sun-stealer, get out of here. Come on back, Alabaster. Come see. Huh? Why does that voice sound familiar? Alabaster followed the familiar voice into a tiny cabin where a little ancient pirate sat at a simple loom, weaving inky black fibers through and through, and then pushing them down gently with a fork. But Trina the pirate, I knew it all along. No, you didn't, Alabaster. You had absolutely no idea. You thought it was me first, then, then a werewolf... Quiet, quiet, let me have this. Why'd you do it, Petrina? You know you gotta go to jail now. Well, to prove a point, dear Alabaster, you see, one little old woman weaving one length of string can change the world. But you committed a crime. You stole the sun. I didn't steal it. It's right here. 
She gave a hard tug at the string coming out of her loom, and all at once, a blinding blast of sunlight shone through all of What If World. How would I have gotten you to investigate without making a bit of mystery? Petrina, you spent so many years working on this, and just pulled us away with the tug of one thread? I... A magic loom can weave around anything I will it to. If Alabaster had stayed longer in my classroom, he would have learned that too. Oh, so really it's just your loom that's powerful. You're still just a little old lady. <laughs> oh, just because I use a tool means I have no power of my own, eh? What is a fairy without its wand? What is a detective without their magnifying glasses and gloves and powders? And what is a weaver without her loom? But Petrina the pirate! No, I'd rather be called Petrina the powerful. Powerful? You just gave up the only power you ever had over the sun. Oh, I was just using the sun as a bigger loom. Who would need a loom the size of the sun? Someone making a home for the space fairies. Just then, Spiffy the space fairy dove out of the sky. Oh, Petrina the Powerful, thank you for our new home. All the space fairies in the Hooniverse finally have a place to live. Well, you're welcome. Sorry it took me so long. I had to be very persistent. I was hoping to get some help from a few students. Oh, oh. Sorry, uh, I think that's my bad. Petrina, I'm sorry it took me so long to learn my lesson. Do you think maybe you could show me a few tricks right now? I think I need a rest right now, Alabaster. But let's resume your lessons tomorrow. Oh, I'll be there first thing, you better believe it. I want to weave little handcuffs onto criminals all over the world. Oh, those would be awfully comfortable handcuffs. But remember what we learned about assuming people are evil? Oh, right. Um, I guess we'll just start with the basics then. Maybe I'll finally weave you that scarf, Petrina. I'd like that, Alabaster. And as Alabaster made his way home, the sun dried off his wet clothes and the world had never seemed so bright. He got home as the sun was setting, and when he looked up, it was as if the stars themselves were making waves across the sky and winking out for a moment. It was the space fairies finding their way to their new home. It shone like the biggest, brightest moon in all the Hooniverse. The werewolves howled, and Ooh. Alabaster joined with them. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> Man, that Petrina really is powerful. The end. So the space fairies were just getting a new home all along? Jeez. Petrina may be the nicest old lady I've ever met. Folks, if you like today's story, please call in with a question. Our number's 205-605-WHAT- and we're starting to run out. We've only got a few left. It goes straight to voicemail, and we never call you back or share your number, but we do need your voices. I also invite all my listeners to check out The Beautiful Worst. 
It's a really cool e-zine. Am I saying that right? E-zine? Mag-e-zine. Anyway, it's online, it's called The Beautiful Worst, and it's full of uplifting, cool, weird stuff, and I like to think we fit into that category pretty well. I'd like to thank Riley for today's fantastic question. I'd also like to thank Karen, my editor-producer, and Craig Martinson, my theme song writer, and all of you folks at home for being the greatest listeners. Until we meet again, keep wondering.